One of the most shocking statements that's recorded in the Gospels is by a disciple when he asks Jesus the question, teach us to pray. In today's episode, I want to explore what was occurring in the life of Jesus that would cause so much intrigue, so much interest, and so much curiosity that they came to him and they said, teach us how to pray. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. When we think about the life of Jesus, he was effective. He was efficient. He split our calendar system in half. He worked miracles. He was prolific in what he spoke, what he said, the way he told stories, and the power of God that he revealed as he was walking the earth. And the disciples lived with Jesus. He calls them out of their ordinary life, and they follow him. They follow in his footsteps as a rabbi, as a master, as a teacher. They become disciples, and for over three years, they watch, and they observe, and they travel, and they go everywhere with Jesus. And we know throughout that time, it's all documented across the Gospels of the miracles that Jesus worked. We see Jesus healing people, raising the dead, speaking in the most prolific way possible where crowds are gathering. They're pressing in just to get a glimpse of this preacher from Galilee. And despite seeing the prophetic, despite seeing the miraculous, despite seeing the power and the preaching and the teaching of Jesus, the disciples pause and stop. And this is recorded in Luke chapter 11 when they come to him and say, teach us how to pray. So guys, let's just think about what was Jesus modeling? What did they see? Because if we look at Luke chapter 11, it says that it happened to be that Jesus was praying in a certain place as he normally would have. And when he finished, they approached him and said, teach us to pray. They never said, teach us how to preach. They never said, teach us how to heal. They never said, teach us how to work the power of God or the miracles of God. Instead, they say, teach us how to pray. And this just is crazy. This boggles the mind because what was it that they were observing in the life of Jesus? So what was it they saw? What did they see that prompted this question? And when I think this through and, you know, we can place ourselves in the scripture and we can kind of see like, what were they observing? What did they see? What can we glean from little passages where it says Jesus arose early and he went out to a deserted place? Um, another time they were looking for him. They couldn't find him. It was early in the morning before daybreak and he was in solitude praying. These are also known as spiritual disciplines. These were evident in the life of Jesus, this discipline of solitude and this discipline of prayer. And we see that Jesus had a certain place that he would pray in Luke 11. It says he went to a certain place to pray and the disciples saw this 
They were observing the lifestyle of Jesus, the way of life of their master, the way of life of their rabbi that they were so intrigued with that they pursued, they wanted to model, and they asked specifically, teach us how to pray. And when I think about the prayer life of Jesus and what came out of that secret place with the Father, this place of intimacy where he started his day each morning in the secret place, and he would tell the disciples and the listeners of his day that they must too have a secret place where they meet with God, that they saw this intimacy he carried with his Father. Because that's what flowed out of Jesus with everything he did, with everything he said, that actually prompted the question and said, show us the Father. You can check out that episode called Show Us the Father, where I break that down even more to talk about the new ways Jesus was revealing the Father to men. So this way of life, this lifestyle of Jesus is rooted in intimacy. We see devotion. We see discipline. And this is what the disciples observed in the life of Jesus when they said, teach us your way. Teach us how to pray. So guys, these spiritual disciplines of prayer and solitude are exactly that. They are disciplines. They were in the life of Jesus. And when we use the term discipline, I don't mean it to be legalistic or doing something because we have to. We do it because we want to. We do it because we desire to, but we do it regardless of how we feel. We do it because it comes from a place of devotion, but it's a discipline because we do it despite our feelings. There's some days where you may not want to pray. There's some days where you may not want to be alone with God, listening, pursuing, seeking. And when we do it on the days we don't feel like it, that's where we are practicing the discipline of being with him. So what I find the most common with men, and this is really a struggle that we all have because we don't know how to connect with God. We, we have a desire. We want to connect with God. We want to have that thriving relationship that other people have. We want to hear his voice. We want to know him. We want to pursue him. We want to follow him. And we absolutely want to know the will of God for our lives. However, many men have a hard time connecting with God and finding that place. And what does it look like? And these are some of the questions I hear, like practically, what does it look like to connect with God? Am I reading? Am I praying? How am I praying? What am I doing? What's it look like? And then there can enter some confusion, some discontentment, some frustration, because you feel like I'm just not good at this. And that is not the case. The problem is most of us have not been taught how to pray. And there's common barriers that exist for us as guys fostering and cultivating that everyday connection with the Lord. So I want to give you three barriers. These are three common barriers that prevent us from entering into that secret place with God. And the first barrier that I want to touch on is we have to create a space. We have to be intentional. You know, everything about raising the standard, this show Everything we're doing here is for the man that wants to take deliberate action, that is intentional. You're not just living life, riding the waves, just seeing where the day takes you. You wake up with purpose, and that's the way we plan our life, our business, our entrepreneurial activities. But when it comes to our spiritual life, we need to plan it with the same preparation. We need to approach it in the same way with strategies that set us up for our day and set us up and protect what's the most valuable to us. And that is our time with the Lord. So first of all, we need to have a place 
where we meet God every day. I call this the sacred space. It's a sacred place where you meet with the Lord. And we see this in Luke chapter 11 because Jesus was praying in a certain place. And Jesus will teach men that when you pray, he says, enter into your prayer closet. What he's talking about there is this sacred space, this place of intimacy, this secret place, but it's also physically a place where you are alone with God. It's something that's dedicated to him. It's a space and it can be anywhere. I can be in a crowd and find that space. However, we want to be deliberate about making a space to connect with God. So that's number one. Okay. Number two is connected to number one, being intentional and being deliberate. And part of that, if we want to create that space is we have to be deliberate. So that leads us to number two, which is slow down. We don't want to fit God into our schedule and give him the leftovers because that never works out. And when you start your day and you're already in the fast pace of life and you're in the rush and the busyness, it is hard to take that momentum, to slow it down and properly tune in and listen to the Lord, unless that's been your deliberate habit. But for most people that are starting out looking to cultivate this place of prayer and connection with God, you are going to need to find that space, be deliberate about it, and also approach it with a slower pace, slowing down because prayer is not only speaking to God, prayer is listening. So in order to hear God, hear him through his word, to hear him speak to us, to minister to us, to get impressions and be led by the Lord, we need to be listening. And that can't happen if you are busy, rushing, and always moving. So we need to learn how to be still. And this is the purpose for solitude. This is the purpose for stillness, is to slow down and to be able to know that he is God and that he wants to speak to us as our father. And the third barrier that keeps us from connecting with God on a daily basis is distraction. Guys, I believe we can pray anytime and anywhere, and we should pray without ceasing. And Jesus models a lifestyle of communion and fellowship with the Father, where he's constantly in prayer, he's constantly in fellowship, and that's a model for us as well. However, when we talk about the secret place, I do believe we have to have that deliberate, carved-out time and space where we are making room and making time for God and not giving him the leftovers. The way I avoid giving him the leftovers is I give God the best part of the day. So number three is start early. Give God the best part of your day. So if we want to give him the best part of our day, we have to find a time and a space and a place where we are not distracted. Because distractions are an enemy of connection with God. And that is the third barrier I wanted to speak to, is avoid distractions. So we see throughout scripture that Jesus, in his own personal life, woke up early to seek the will of his Father and to enter into fellowship or communion with the Father. We also see in the life of David, he will write about in the Psalms, early will I seek you. And he talks about awakening the dawn, seizing the day by starting in prayer. And that is a practical model for us. So guys, every day I'm starting my morning in time with God. So teach us how to pray. This is what we should be asking the Lord, asking the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us. He's our teacher, our counselor. He is the one that leads us and guides us into all truth. And we have access to him. We have access to another realm, to wisdom and to fellowship with our father. And we do this by prayer. This is our connection point 
with God. So guys, we've talked about what the disciples saw in the life of Jesus, this lifestyle of discipline, this lifestyle of intimacy, this lifestyle of fellowship with the Father. And we also addressed three common barriers. Make a space with God, slow down, be deliberate, be intentional, and avoid distractions. Start early and start every day. Guys, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.